Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? We are back with another episode of We Don't Need Permission. My brother Al Teresa's in the house. What's going on, man? What's going on, guys? How's everything? You know the model. You know the model. One day at a time. One day at a time. Mr. Hollywood himself is back. Let's stay focused, baby. Back, enjoying my time. Decided to stay in North this week. The reason why I stayed in North this week is because when I went to church on Sunday, <clears throat> the whole sermon was about rest. Mm-hmm. And it was about that God has done everything for you. He's truly in control of your life. And you wouldn't be where you are without God, right? So why you be trying to speed the process, right? And so there was a couple deals that I needed to get done. I still haven't got, I still haven't gotten a contract on two of them. And one, I got an email as we were pulling up saying, like everything will be sent tonight, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other deals were finalized that I did last week. So it's just interesting, right? That I choose to stay, didn't push me to be flying all around the world. I told my daughter I was staying here this week, even if she doesn't see me, just knowing I'm here, not flying, I understand makes a difference. So mm-hmm. just grateful to be home, grateful to see the signs from God and trusting Him. Because as we move forward, right? One of the things that I know I do in business. And no matter who I do business with, there still has to be an element of God in the, in the fact that, like, and other mm-hmm. everybody doesn't follow that model. And I'm not saying that's the model everybody has to follow. Right. But for me, the model is I gotta see the God in you before I just do do a partnership with you. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm no longer. I told somebody the day, um, based upon like what we do, what we do in. Uh, Talking to you earlier, right? I told somebody today that I'm 100% confident in who I go into partnerships and business with right now because I know who I am and I know what I require from each person that I'm doing business with, right? Mm-hmm. And if people can't meet those requirements and we can't do business, and I'm okay with that. doesn't mean that we're no, we are no longer friends. It just means we can't do business. Mm-hmm. And so after our conversation earlier this morning, I was really excited, right? And I told somebody, yo, I'm excited about this. Like, this is a great opportunity. It's in a new um, state that I haven't been in. It's with somebody that, like, we've been planning to be at this point. And if we didn't start this podcast and everything else, we couldn't even be so comfortable in you introducing me and bringing me into the conversation where I can then take the conversation and use my expertise and magnify it. But then also tying it back to a conversation that I told you that I had the night before with a gentleman I've always discussed who I call Godfather, Mm -hmm. who said, Oscar, everything you do in business, if it's not about creating wealth for the future generation, leaving something for the future generation, then what are you really doing? Right. You already know that's, that's how I got here, you know, really sharing and sharing the power, sharing the, the information and to, to my understanding to, to continue to elevate, you have to do that tenfold and bring, you know, the people who I believe have been exploited and oppressed for, for, for decades and that's the poor, you know, and that's the black and brown who really are involved in these communities and there's got to be a level of liberation for information. And that, and I'm talking about economically, man. I'm mm-hmm. talking about how to be more than just a worker. 
It's no disrespect to individuals who are working, working hard, and making a good living. Yet there's also elements we can be involved with. Why are we doing that? If you're working in a situation and that's where your love and you gotta you wake up and it's like going out to play, going to work, like it's just that great for you, I'm with that. Mm -hmm. But I'm also with how much equity do you have in that work right. that you can pass off to your children. You can pass that legacy on. And if that's not really high, there's really no percentage of ownership in that work you're doing, mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, let's do other things then because you gotta pass off stuff. You gotta pass off this information, this, this understanding, this wealth to our children and for them to be able to be on the next step. It's not, like, it's no more of a mystery why there's a gap. Mm -hmm. we, you know, there's no mystery why there's a gap. Like, people like myself, where the parents and the energy that I focus on, we focus on education, economic, social justice, and definitely help mentally and physically. But we know that there's a glue amongst all of those. Just like so many other systems, there's a glue. And yeah, people don't want to call it out, people don't want to say it, we pass all of that. And when I say we, I'm talking about really individuals who want to see something better in our community. Mm -hmm. We pass tippy-toeing around and there's a racial equity that definitely is needed. There's a liberation of a knowledge that definitely needs to be given. Mm -hmm. We gotta pay for this, you gotta give it up. Like that's, that's, that, I, that's my 40 acres in the middle, boss. Mm -hmm. Just give up the information. Oh, it's in the book, is it? No, it's in your 600 page book. Right that got 25,000 words that ain't never been in our vocabulary ever. And that's where the information has stopped. Stop. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, everybody didn't get it that way. Mm -hmm. Like this was constructed. America is what, 250 years old? Like come on, let's stop acting like this has always been the way. Mm -hmm. right, we gotta we got just wake up. And economics and business is what I wanna talk about today because that's what's been giving me opportunity the last three years of my life to be free. Now, yes, ups and downs come. Childhood tribulations come. <laughs> but come on, that's the measurement. Show me the brother and the sister never had a mistake, never been through something. I'm, I'm, I'm really asking if there's that person ever did anything. <laughs> like, did so let's really be clear, we formed four entities, four business entities this week, right? Mm -hmm. To diversify our platform, to be able to come at this from a different level. And we don't have to discuss every entity, but we understand that the beginning was just the entity, like, right? That's just the money we pay, we get those paper saw, right? But the real work becomes from giving everything to that entity, right. giving everything to that mission, giving everything to that vision, right? And, right. and, and really selling out. You know, I get up every <laughs> morning, no matter what. Football terms. I that. get up every morning. Somebody told me, Somebody told me today that the best time to talk to you in the morning is between. The best time to talk to you in any day to get your brain at the most optimal point where it's free and open and just thinking and and just and just looking to explore for a bigger picture, not looking for the minuscule, the micro, it's like micro or macro economics, right? Mm -hmm. Not looking at that micro part of the economics, which the day makes me do because that's how we get to the dollar, right? Understanding the micro, but looking at that macro level, right? Like the overall picture, right? And how this comes together. Somebody told me the best time to do that with you is between six to eight. And that's absolutely right. You know why? Because after eight thirty, nine o'clock, when people start going into the office, all there, 
ills of society, all the things that are pressing them, all the main things that they need to get accomplished in that nine to five, they push that down upon me and me trying to get what I'm accomplished during that day. So whether it's the banking system and I'm trying to get a deal done, whether it's city hall and it's permits and, and uh, or whether it's the water department, what I had to blast on Facebook this week, because the water department in the largest city in the state of New Jersey has a process where as a developer, for me to do business, to get my development going, which is an eyesore in the neighborhood that you live in, you have to pay $750, not in City Hall, to Central Avenue. And on Central Avenue, it's not even like, you know, when you go to City Hall, it's like when you pay at the tax, you pay at the tax collector's office, which is not even foolproof because our tax collector, our former tax collector, is under indictment for stealing money. So when I go to the water department and I pay six, seven hundred and fifty dollars to the city of Newark water department, attention to the director. Not accounts payable, not accounts receivable, not the treasury department of the city, mm-hmm. not the tax department, not any department, attention to the director. Right. Yet, I don't get an email or a receipt for three weeks. Tell me how that's Tell me how that is customer service. Tell me how me in trying to plan a schedule for development now that the world has opened up, now that construction has opened up, right? Construction never stopped. But now that I'm trying to schedule my contractor, right, Right. to be there at a certain point, which is an eyesore in the community that this man lives in. Yet, no response, no email. So this is what I'm saying, like about business. Like people don't understand what it really takes about doing business, right? And this is the, this is the inefficiency of Newark. This is right. the inefficiency of other cities. And this is what I'm telling people: when you sign up to be an entrepreneur, just don't sign up for the glory days. Sign up for the the peaks and the valleys. Mm-hmm. And when you sign up for the valleys, understand those valleys are what make you who you are in this game of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. A lot of nights you question yourself. A lot of nights you want to give up. Rest in peace, one of my favorite people in this world, bro, people don't even understand, is Nipsey Hussle. Because when he speak about being an entrepreneur, when he speak about pursuing, every entrepreneur that's been through what I've been through, what you've been through, what you're going what you're going to go through mm-hmm. understands that that man is real see he named, he named his company marathon because when you're an entrepreneur you understand that is the key to sex <coughs> the key to success in entrepreneurship is understanding it's a marathon not a race the key to entrepreneurship is understanding that you're going to go through every emotion and this is a quote from Nipsey not me I'm not that smart. 
You're going you're gonna to go through every emotion that God, the world, society, everything can give you when you're pursuing your dreams. The difference in him and <coughs> others, like he said, is that he never gave up. The difference in me, it's not that I'm not smart. I never gave up. Mm -hmm. I never gave up. Every step of the way, I tried to find more information, understanding I can learn from the smallest man in society that people think is the smallest man in society, which to me is some of the greatest men in society. And then some of the top CEOs that people think or elected officials or whatever that people thought are the, the elite of society. And bridging that gap and really understanding who I am and who I want to be, right? And defining what my core principles are in entrepreneurship, being founded in God, and going forward from there. I think something that makes our dynamic uh, so perfect um, is just that as we, you know, are building entities together, we're doing it in a way that's bridging two generations that are 20 years apart. So where a lot of the grunt work that I'm having to endure, it I'm doing it with two people who already experienced it in their own right, in their own respective fields, in their own respective ways. So I'm learning just, a, it's a whole different type of story than thugging it out by myself <laughs> and just like, it, it, it's just different <laughs> and I like that. It, it's, truly a blessing because like you know Alex Reese he gonna be hard on me you know Sydney you're gonna come at me the way you do but it's all it, it, to me the way I receive it is y'all saying like yo all that all that stuff that I had to do back in the day to get to this point right here you won't have to endure a quarter of it hell no hell no. we did it so that you don't have to that's the part that kills me in entrepreneurship in life and blessings, and whatever. Why do I want to see my children go through what I went through? See, like, like London, Kyrie, and I, they're going to be good. Like, they ain't really going to be good. And my main job is to show them what it took to get there so they never take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm in church every Sunday. Because I want them to always understand, this ain't about me. This is a gift from God. Right. And the moment that I think it's about me, that's the moment I mess this whole family up. Mm -hmm. Nah, that's... You, had, you, you mentioned something just now as far as the approaches uh, on, on how we've been somewhat mentors or just an energy that's productive and constructive for you. And it's just also amazing how me and a brother got to the points that we got to, you know, understanding the importance of entrepreneurship and business in a manner of, help me out if I'm wrong, in a, in a manner of servant leadership, though. Amen. You know, versus, Amen. versus capitalism. Exactly. You know, because... And not socialism. We're not socialists. And because and, 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 it's... One thing I'm starting to really respect and understand is the and business. You get to dictate those terms. Mm -hmm. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate, and that's the real of the society and the in the economic system that we live in. 
If we leave and go to another situation, another country, another world, another community where that's a different energy and understanding, then that's what it be. But we're here. So we have to understand how to lace up our boots here because now we are strapping individuals with boots, a.k.a. knowledge, a.k.a. information. You know, no longer, I'm, I'm upset if I tell you, yo, uh, all day, lace up your boots, baby, it's time to go. No, nah, because I know you got boots on now. If you got them loose and they all flappy and the shoestrings all over the place and you're going to trip up, I got to tell you that right. because we no longer don't have boots. We do have it now. We do have the knowledge and we do have enough people that know the hit is what are you doing to build ecosystems and, and, and building cooperative behavior and attitudes that give back that information. Because right. at the end of the day, somebody like Altruis, you always try, you, you be sharing, you be giving a lot of stuff, a lot of intellectual property, and you don't, you know, you don't charge. You know, I do charge. I just choose who I charge. Yeah, you know what my football, <laughs> co- you know what my football coach told me? This is one of the things I never forgot, and I carry this in business. I carry this in, I carry this in, into politics right now. Right, because everything, as I get ready to run for office, right, everybody want to tell me what everybody doing and things like that. Told somebody the other day, hope this doesn't come across as any way arrogant or any shape or form, but I have no competition. My only competition is God. God put this spirit in my heart to run when I was 23 years old, 22 years old, 21 years old. You guys don't even know. I was in college telling people, when I go home, I'm going to run for office. Then I worked against Booker, right? Went back to college and was like, yo, when I go home, I got to go correct that. Because the shit that I did to make sure that that man wasn't elected, I owe him. As a young black man who's at Villanova, I cannot be a part of that bullshit. So now I got to go work for him. So that was my only goal. My only goal was to work for him to repay for my sins of the bullshit that we did to not get him elected in 2002. And when I met him, our spirits aligned so much where he was like, nah, I want you to run for office. He skipped over people who had been with his team, been with him in that team, in that fight in 2002 and chose me to be his candidate for the South Ward Councilman in 2006. Ruffled a lot of feathers. Trusted my spirit, trusted my heart. But in his own team, they didn't even want to see that happen. So when people ask me about my loyalty to this day, about Booker, it's because that, because of things like that. And because he saw something in me and a vision in me and wanted to take me where I needed to be, irregardless of what the people around him were saying. And that's the same thing me and Altarice for you. And not saying that people around us are saying you don't deserve it, but we're going to take you there because that's what somebody else did for us. And that's what my job is. It's literally my goal to take all these resources. And I realize that my purpose in life is to redistribute these resources, right? And people ask me, why you got all this stuff going on? Why you would run for counseling? And you guys know, you guys are truly in my life on a level that most people aren't. You know, I don't need counseling. Like, it's another layer of for what? And the only thing I can tell you is that God won't allow me to reach what I want to do with us in business and where we need to go until I answer this right here. So people think I'm running for all this other stuff. They run. 
I'm running, and I know I'm going to win, not irrespective of anybody else. I know, one, I'm going to outwork any, I'm going to outpray anybody else who wants this position. I'm going to pray. I pray every single day. I'm going to outwork anybody who wants this position. It, if you, if I sense that you might outwork me, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to get up earlier, and I'm going to go to bed later, and I'm going to be putting more work in. And three, I've assembled what I believe is the best team to conquer what I'm the task that I'm trying to conquer. And it's nothing but my resources and exposure in life and relationships that allows me to put that team together to focus on what we're going after. And so the three steps that I just outlined for a political campaign are the reasons why I think we'll be successful and busy in business as the three of us, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody is going to outpray us for our business. We've been there. Me and you, you haven't, but Altrice, you know for a fact, because everybody I know that became something, right? Yo, you was praying for the modes to come through. You was praying to God that that thing don't mess up. Allah, God, whatever you, you was praying to him like, yo, let these things come through tonight. You know what I mean? I'm going to be on. It ain't going to turn back. Like, I'm going to be great. Straight. I seen the guy sitting there. You listening to rap, praying to God forever. All this crazy stuff that we pray to God for, right, just to get something across. Might not even be God's will, but we pray for it. And God gives you, gives you the desires of your heart. And so now that we're praying for these businesses to work, that we get right, that our relationship remains intact while we do this business. Mm -hmm. Then the fact that I know from y'all because what we committed to do, ain't nobody gonna outwork us. <laughs> I got three, I got two other dudes that just like we're on different years, different times. Yeah, okay, whatever. But we, when we throw out that bat, that bat signal for us to get together and work, there's never about oh this, oh that. It's never excuses. And that's what break up teams. See, I always compare business teams to like music groups. You know how music groups, when we fucked up and, and shit ain't right, we be so tight. When we sleeping on the mattresses, we sleeping on the air mattress, we good. When that money come in, that's what fuck us up. All the time. And I equate that the same thing to business business when we grinding we on that vision we on that mission we putting that work in so great then when that money come in I had a partner go buy his wife new titties instead of paying the taxes flew to DR and bought her new breast with the money that was supposed to be the taxes made over 300,000 in one year in a business first year out Revenue gross, three hundred thousand over, and with the money that we put to the side, you went to DR and bought some breasts for your wife. Uh, well, I, I like to um, bring it back to that she didn't ended up showing to somebody else and cheating on you, and I don't think that's funny. Like it's messed up, like but I'm saying it's the ironic part of this, right? So if you would have just stuck to the script and grew your business and focus on what got you there instead of trying to get all distracted 
I think you would have been successful. And I have plenty of stories, plenty of stories in business when people are not willing to sacrifice, people get a little money and get happy. That's what we're saying. Business, you really want to run a business, like that business school stuff that they teach you is great. Teach you structure, organization, budget, business plan, all of that. Then what about the real trenches? When you're in a city where people shake you down for permits. People shake you down for inspections. Nobody tell you that in business school. And it's either pay that or lose everything you put into that business because you just want to do things the right way. And to me, before I went to church, there was a black and white and a gray area. And I lived in the gray area. Lived in the gray area. Believed that the gray area was where I belong. When I started going to church, I realized I'm only doing things in black and white. Only in black and white. Only. And if you can't do business in black and white, I will not judge you. I will not offend you because I've been that person. I just can't participate in that. And it might take me a little longer, right? Might take me a little longer to get where I'm trying to go. But I get there with being able to sleep at night with a peace of mind. Right. And that's what I would employ people, right? Don't cut these corners to get to the top. Endure to the end to get to the top. Sure. you was about to go. Uh, you about to say something? No, nah, I was just talking. I just wanted to take it back to the point of just, you know, even the desire and the headspace to get into business, mm-hmm. you know, and the need for that. The need to understand that business is no, is no more than your, running your personal life. That's your first and most important business you ever gonna run and operate. And knowing the disciplines it takes to really dial yourself in line, to really organize your, yourself to be in position, that's gonna be a need in your business, in the business that you take on. So if you know you have those lacks in your own personal life, who you are is who you take yourself to be. So when you go into business, you're gonna bring those habits in there. So that's why it's truly important to take a look at how you move in your own life, the sacrifices you're willing to make within yourself. Because a business is is really like having another child. To that point, you know know what somebody taught me? Somebody taught me this week, sweaty. You know what my first accomplishment every day is? Because business is like, like you said, it's a, it's a mind state, it's a mentality. Do you guys want to know what my first accomplishment every day is? What is that? My first accomplishment is to pray. And the second thing I accomplish every day? I make my bed. Just make me feel when I come home, that I'm coming home to something that I accomplished early in that morning. And it sounds crazy, but that's why the military makes people make their beds every day. Well, the prison made me make my bed too, and I don't do that no more. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I have the right to leave my pillows out one of them. That's how they look. <laughs> you know, that made the bed. I was with you until, like, nah, man, I'm five years, 60 months. I had to make that bed. Nah, I ain't make nothing. 
Right. <laughs> but you understand what I'm coming no, from? No, of I'm course. It's because you do that. But you do that intentionally, right? Well, well, you do that intentionally. That's, that's a, a that's choice. A content. Exactly. No, that's the freedom. Exactly. I'm, the freedom that you're exercising to yeah. yourself. But that's your your first accomplishment. Well, make other beds. I'm yep. not sure that my children got breakfast in the morning. Right. I'm make sure they up for a nine o'clock check in to get to school because we're doing virtual. We've been home from school for almost eighteen months. So to your point, I do make my bed. I make it another day because at the end of the day, that's like right. Jay Z said, my whole right. French told me finish your breakfast. Finish your and your your <laughs> first accomplishment in your day now, right? From what from what I gather from what you just said to me. Is exercising the fact that he's free and that he is no longer what he used to be. And part of him not making that bed is exercising that freedom. Not that he's not structured and he's a sloppy man and no. It's that when I wake up because for 60 months, you see how clean he broke that down? Five years, 60 months. Might give him some minutes, hours. It's okay. I didn't want to bore y'all with that. <laughs> <laughs> I want y'all to think I was that institutionalized. <laughs> no, no. The, the sound panel sound <laughs> is shaking his head. <laughs> he's a medical institutionalized cat. He's like, that brother start breaking minutes and seconds down. Like, nah, I left it at the bunch, bro. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, that's it. But, but, so all I'm saying is wake up every morning with some conscious decision that makes you feel accomplished and free for me because i ain't never been to prison i don't have that for me i know sloppiness out of order my life needs to be structured i need to be disciplined to-do list things like that that i reject every single day when you try to get information now nah, i ain't doing that shit right now i'll do it later and another thing too though and when we talk that's about me trying that to day. be free right? right but understand that i just need to come for him do that man to-do list and move on i didn't mean to cut you off no, no, but when i was going with the whole even making your bed element is also when we talk about business, it's what time you get up to. <laughs> like, you also the brother getting up four or five, six o'clock in the morning. Five, three, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wake up, get up, I get up at seven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then I make sure everything is situation. I'm back down around 9.30-ish, you know what I'm saying? Around 11.30-ish, I'm like, 10.30-ish, pardon me, 10.30-ish, I'm I'm back, like, seeing what's on the schedule. And but I you also work best. later than me. And uh, you know me. Like me. I'm not going People to bed tonight me. until 1, 2 o'clock. People before. know me. You down at 10. <laughs> Nine, right yeah. after the show. I said 10 because it's Wednesday. Everyone's at 10. I'm getting today's day. <laughs> Yesterday you were down at 9 o'clock. <laughs> you know what so, that's what I mean? Mean? But that's the other that's part about <laughs> why I'm so big on business. Because when yeah. business, like we know each other. I come from businesses 24-7. Day Spawn, you Word. you mad that my clientele better than yours? You think I'm on some special stuff? I'm on some yeah. special. Stay out here longer than you. Long, long. <laughs> I'm on some special ground harder than and you. And treat them oh, nicer than you. Oh my goodness, Auntie Uncle, I ain't call them that. I call yeah. them by their name. Exactly. You Auntie and Uncle, I'm to death. I'm calling them straight by their name. Hey yo, Auntie. <laughs> Why she, she coming with her grandchildren? You think she want to be called Auntie? That's not her name. Her name Pamela. Hey Pamela, how you doing? Like, come on. Put the grandkids right. Come over here. I got you. But it's Boom. business. And at the end business. of the day, it was about me making sure my customer, who was coming anyway. Right. They come into this market anyway. I'm trying to make sure they don't change their mind about coming straight to me. And and that's how I took that transferable skills and brought it into business. Yet, I done had a barbershop. <laughs> Yet, I done tried to do, you know, tax preparation and things like that. The tax preparation was good. 
I just wasn't beat to sit there like that for four months no more. Like, I just, nah, I gotta move, I gotta shake, and then also I just started seeing how that system was running game on us. The whole tax game is a whole play on supremacy and, and the level of keeping power. So that's a whole other ball game, but it also in, entails business. Right. So at the end of the day, I'm really big on p- people seeing that there's an opportunity for them to elevate their lives in business. Yes, you know, the cliche, all oh, businesses fail, but yes, they do. But on the same token, the measurement of uh, what I've been heard learning as far as a human and their strength is them falling and moving, getting back up. Learning from the mistakes, learning from the unfortunate um, peaks and valleys. Yeah. But in those peaks and valleys comes the ability to learn. As an organizer, I know you learn mostly what resources you need in the work. A lot of people want to have everything understood before you even get into the work. That work ain't the same work it was last week. It ain't the same work it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I, I don't know. I just have a respect to just already under going there. Right. You know that business it, it changes because it's, it's dealing with people and people change. Agendas change. Supply and demand change. Right. You know because look at America when they talk about business. What's America's strongest grip on business? Fear. They sell fear. They sell be cautious. They sell beware. They sell, hey, that didn't work out for you. This will work better for you. Trust me. Here's a taste test. Like, why everything is fear and competition. Yet, when you're trying to push love and prosperity, you try to sell some candles, you know, <laughs> scented candles, you see, you know, one person popped that off. Right. You know, you know, but at the end of the day, I also believe that communication is business. Yet, how do we look at media? We look at media, do we just go ahead and keep trying to sell out, sell out to the gossip, sell out to the, you know, the status quo of, once again, selling drama, pushing drama. Right. I'd like to be here and pushing liberation of information. And anybody that's challenging the information of, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm knowing everything, I'm just talking about my lived experience. Right. You, that's one thing you can't take away. You can't take away out talking what I live. I'm not trying to stand in front of nobody's camera and share what I would hope and what I would like only. Because <laughs> I do hope and I do like to see all of us come out of here. But people know you you want to boil the whole ocean. Nah, but can we put some more? Can we start doing something though? Right. So I'm going to tell you all something publicly that I never said based upon what he said and what I want to really convey. No bullshit. I'm a millionaire on paper. I don't, my percentage of my real estate is only continuing. Y'all heard to he up. said him, right? <laughs> so I be chasing down on me, pulling me over. I be thinking that I hold But I'm bags. saying, I'm saying that for a reason. It's, him. it's only on paper. I get up every single day, making sure. So that's the future, right? I got the future solidified. I got to get up every day and make sure every day is taken care of. That's the part about this entrepreneur. But it's really multifaceted Mm -hmm. how you have to come up with your strategic plan and how you approach this, right? Because we don't come from money. So Altarice is talking about, he said, I'm telling you what I really lived. So I'm telling you what I really lived. It came a point when I left office, right? I was so upset with myself because when I was in office, I was so scared to do business 
and be in office that all the businesses that I did before I went in offices, office, I just focused on office, not business. And so then when there was no longer a public official behind my tag, I almost lost my hustle. And I had to rebuild that hustle in a way that where we are to this day, 11 years later, with a vision that not only includes myself, but it includes all of you, right? Mm -hmm. Not knowing you guys were going to be the people that sit in the seat that brings this thing together. Just understanding that I had to build the table, right? And not me taking the wisdom of my godfather, Carl Sharif, taking the wisdom of Malcolm X, taking the wisdom of Black Panthers, taking the wisdom of every black man, John Lewis, who said I have good trouble. Because that's what I focus on every day. How do I how do I have good trouble? I got something coming out, boy, that refers to this economic, what we talking about in business and stuff, and mm-hmm. my next week blog. Roger gonna be mad at me. But my problem is you doing community meetings talking about which you just pacifying us. You gonna spend that money on what you wanna spend that money on. You about to get four hundred plus million dollars. And see, this is my problem about business, right? Because everybody want it. But when it come, are you ready for when it come? Are you really disciplined enough? See, everybody want to laugh at Kanye, but I love Kanye. I could talk all you want about Kanye. He was the realest with us. Said I bought a chain before I bought my mama a house. Yeah, he a long way from that with his billions now. Now, because <laughs> because he learned and he was honest and he was vulnerable, and he and, and, and that he was never up. gonna happen again. And he made some stunt moves and got up off his knees. And it was and never gonna. And he was trying to tell us, and we was just laughing, thinking he crazy. Got his he was never again will I stunt for y'all. Like he's the type of person. Like just think about. But we all go through that. When you get some money, you gonna want to stunt. But talk about even how even just just using the uh, some of the and some of the things we've seen in his relationships. Like he was re- in a relationship with one of the biggest moguls in the game. That magnified him. You know what I'm saying? But this the hit when he did some of those goof troop moves. Old boy spent off, kept it moving. I mean, wifey kept like, yeah. you know, they were over there wowing. But this the hit, and I love this side of the hustle. Okay, bro, no doubt. And he still went and did his thing. It still reached his goals. And others would, once they get disconnected, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, he left him. He, he, he ain't hold him down. He ain't do this. He ain't do that. Big brother, as long as you get me to the game. But guess what he did? Get me to the game. Guess what he did? See, everybody talk about, like, everybody want to, see, this is what I'm talking about. But, like, people always want to, like, talk about people. Like, you always in people's business. Mind your damn business. Two of the smartest people I've ever seen was Travis Scott and Kanye West. Okay, what nobody said. Talking about marrying for it. See, Mar- Dr. Umar Johnson said clearly he does not believe in interracial marriage because marriage is a contract, right? And when will you ever see a wealthy white woman marry a poor black man and uplift him in society? Never will happen, right? Well, Travis Scott, Kanye showed us. Tiger even did it. 
showed us because he had Kylie first. It showed us how marrying into that family expanded their name, their brand. Tyler, listen, they were Travis Scott was always huge, right? Always huge. But don't tell me it didn't help. Well, it helped because what like if we go off that premise what you just said, they married into to those to that situation. What they also married into because you said marriage is a contract, so that contract they married into with those young ladies was their mother. Tristan behind, Thomas, who was the one who pushed the Kardashian? Like people don't realize, that she was the one that took the Kardashians to be even but that big of a name and that big of an element. Tristan so Thomas, right in a business. When they when they came over. When they came over to that, they got that too. So now, to your point, Travis Scott was huge, but he wasn't huge over there. Mm-hmm. On that, and when we say over there, we're talking about over there. Europe, you know, we're, we're talking, talking Europe. We're talking about around the world. People. We're talking about around the world. We're talking about everywhere, and that's when her door opens. And they met that all, all of Lamar. All of them, all of them knew that. That's too. what I was gonna say. Tristan Thomas, they Lamar Odom, all those they guys. Too. All those, Tristan Thomas is a C, C list. Basketball player, like really, yeah. played for some good teams. Had a good. His name would not be ringing LeBron off. James carried him until his, he got married, he and then that, his, right. <laughs> that he, keeps his name. And we only know about him until because of LeBron. Because that little girl. Because that little girl. Then it turned into no, no. Because you cheated on her. It was a big scandal. All that, right? Big with controversy sells in this country. So he's about what I said about earlier when he was out. When I say America's about what? Controversy, drama, right. fear, making sure that it ain't love and hair grease. What are the best what are the best shows that sell on HBO? What do they what what do the, the shows that excel the best on HBO show about this country? Say again. What do the shows on HBO, right? We'll do the best shows, the highest ranking shows that they do, right? Because they have some great shows, right? I ain't really watched it for a while. So okay. You got, you got so it's one of the most popular, like, you push. know, I'm talking about one of the most popular cable networks, right? And what is the main theme of some of the shows that are most successful about their shows on their network? Give us a game. Drama? Um, war? Politics. They highlight the dysfunction of America. Boardwalk Empire, Wire, Game of Thrones. All these well the Game of Thrones is the you know, I don't I don't that's showtime. But um Wire, uh, uh Boardwalk Empire, uh Sopranos. What are these are all you know what I'm saying? Well see to me that's the, that's them showing exploiting. <laughs> to your point, they're showing the worst side of the Italians, the worst side of the black people, the worst side of these pictures of these images of. But if we controlled that imaging of us, if we had that nat, like you said, a huge cable network, and I'm the gentleman Brian Allen was. That's why he was suing the cable network mm-hmm. because people like HBO get in Showtime, they get to depict what we look like. Now they're switching it up. Now they want to show documentaries of uh, this, that, this, but that ain't HBO coming up. HBO definitely wasn't that coming up. Just showing us dysfunction, big love, all these stupid shows and dysfunction. But that's of America. That goes into and it thrived. It thrived. It had great, great numbers. Like even the business, like so black people, uh, we don't go into business. We go into sports. We go into entertainment. 
Right. Yet when we get into those two things, even that and that we don't get the business. Even in that, we don't in that we're it. at the very bottom. <laughs> no, but we're not at the very bottom. Where we're actually our leverage is at the top because you know. we're the thing that pushes this whole thing. But we don't know how to leverage that because we don't know business. But we don't know what we don't know. Like going back to our conversation earlier, bro. We had a conversation with somebody who was smart enough to maintain and understand enough to maintain, but didn't know enough to go beyond that. And we gotta give her credit for what she knew. And we gotta give credit to grandma for what she knew to even buy that shit. Nah, but I'm not never taking credit. And no, no, I know you're not, because me and you, we know we do this. But what I'm saying is, I get what you're saying. Even though we give credit and pay homage, we still got to push that envelope that we got to get there. We got to get there. Because they playing a un, they playing a fucked up game on us, they, bro. And they playing the, and my thing is, it's the, it's, it's the same game that got created. Mm-hmm. It ain't the same game that human, human beings been through. <laughs> it's, the, it's the situation that got created. Like, we really got to look at history for real man right and because that's where business coming out of yeah like business control the world yeah the government don't control the world got business control government and government places that they control the the government the um the the citizens and, and the way the um the land is moving across this world that's not true it's these corporations this is old money it's european old money european colonized the world the world so who business is we following we follow european business Absolutely. and their their traditions their way of doing it they colonize and we can't the get world, and we bro. can't get caught up thinking that that is our way of business it's because not. our way of business saying. our way of business was barter yes. they introduced that dollar they introduced that monetary system to control it See, when Asians were coming into Africa in the early days, it was, you give us those silks, we got these treasures. Stay there. We, Stay right there, because I love where you're going. So, like you said, on the Asian side, they came with that with the Africans. When the Europeans came, what they came with to trade? Guns. Guns. What was they trading us? Ammo. They was trading that stuff, and what was we giving them in, in, in reference to that trade? Gold. Nah. They people. Take, we that's gave it. Human they taking gold. We gave them human gold. We was paying for those things with people. Human capital. What happened in eighteen hundred in the eighteenth century when they stopped slave trade? What happened in Africa? They lost their whole economical system. Right. And then what happened? They got colonized and all their natural resources got took from them. Pilfered. Going to Dutch, Netherlands, Europe. Everything. They building their infrastructure, they're building their industry, their revolutional period is happening. Meanwhile, Africa was happening. They being pilgrimed for their resources and being beaten and killed and, and massacred all a whole continent. And then all these Europeans take a month off on vacation oh, and fly man. to the Caribbean and see all the places of the slaves that they oh, sent to colonize. <laughs> did you see did you hear about the Why do Europeans feel so comfortable going to the Caribbean? For a month. <laughs> they take a month off and go to the Caribbean. They colonized all them places. Yeah, they definitely. And they definitely. For years. They mother, mother, their grandmother, mother, their grandparents. I was watching, this, going to I was watching this, in a, this documentary. On and, vacation. And in the Netherlands, the lady from the Netherlands, I think she was like, probably the, like right under the prime minister or something of that nature. She might even been the prime minister of the Netherlands. So she was sharing to the gentleman, the, the president of, of, I believe, Nigeria. She was sharing to him how in the Netherlands, every child wakes up at birth with two things, a piece of gold and a piece of chocolate. 
Why? Because where did the Netherlands get their chocolate from? Where do everybody mostly get their chocolate from? Africa. Right. So boom, that's been that's the resource they've been taking from Africa all these years. Gold and chocolate. That's so why South Africa's for that, Africana. Right? So Africana. Up. The dude, so the president after she said Africana? that. Are you Africana? Ain't no after, white people from South. From after the lady, after she said that, right? The dude, the president of Nigeria gets up there and he, you know, thank you for welcoming us here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, and it's interesting, you know, you we lay down what we're able to give our youth here in the Netherlands, which is a beautiful situation, and we want to have that same for ours. And then he starts leading into, and going from this day forward, we will no longer do trade with you with y'all. <laughs> Where about it? just happened like seven months ago. Yo, not they shut. Not just, we ain't giving y'all no more chocolate. Figure that out. Right. That's where we gotta go. Martin Luther King said we gotta go economic with him. We gotta do an economic boycott. What you said? What you said? What you said? Martin said about that. Um, he might have sold us a bad dream. Oh, a bad check. He might, he, no, he might have ran us. He might have ran us into a burning building. Same <laughs> <laughs> thing. He ran his people to a burning building. Because it's two Americas, right? It's two right. Two Americas. And back when he said, I had a dream, he did. But by 1968, no, he said he had two Americas he understood about. <laughs> and the way to beat them is to go straight economic boycott. That's why the, the poor man's um, campaign, the poor the poor people's campaign was going to happen back then. That's why, that's why they killed Martin, because the economical push he was about to do as a national Nobel Peace Prize winner, he's about to tell the world America's hypocrites. The world America's lying. And then that's why he killed Malcolm, too. Because Malcolm was taking us to the UN, right? And he wanted to charge the US with crimes against humanity, bro. For slavery. For genocide. For Jim Crow. He wanted the US to be charged with that. And those other Arabic leaders around the world understood the hypocrisy of America. And they wanted to help him foster that. They had to kill him. First of all, think about the they wars. They had to kill him. The world wars. Why America was always late to the war? Because they knew they was going to fight against something they down with. They don't give a fuck. They knew what they were going to fight. Germany, we, Germany copying us. <laughs> like, we act like they wasn't doing these, these things before us. We acting like Jews are accepted in this country. One of the reasons that we have the North Beth Israel in the South Ward of North is because Jews weren't accepted, right? So they had their own community in the South Ward of North. And they closely related with the black people. When we closely related with them in their struggle, we understood this. You came out of Egypt, my brother. You're my brother, okay? So we understand each other's plight in this country. It's not like you're more accepted or I'm more accepted. But in this country, they decided to go there. Create the division. Because they, because they were, to your point, was treated just the same. Mm-hmm. Same signs, they not allowed either. Signs was there too. They ain't allowed either. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Colored Jews, not allowed. Yet, here we are, 2020, who's cool. allowed and who's it not? It was colored and Jews. It wasn't just colored. Jews were persecuted on the same level that we were persecuted in this country. And they get that. It's just over there, my man just did it. Right. Hitler's like over here, they ain't like, nah, they just told him stay back, stay out of here, y'all go, keep up. No, over there, nah, we want them out of here or we taking them. And back to Al Teresa's point, I don't care what nobody said. I believe that's the main reason why Israel has so much influence in the U.S. economy. 
to protect the rights of their citizens that they have here. And they understand this economy is a capitalist society, right? And so that's why when you talk about investors and all this, and you look, the money comes from Israel and all these places, I truly believe it was because they understood a long time ago to protect our citizens, we have to, we not only can make money, but our money helps us to protect our investment. Two of the oldest businesses. In That's the what country. I believe. And I think they're smart for it because they use their money to make sure that this government, keep playing with my people. We'll boycott, we'll shut, play with us if you want. Two of the oldest companies, businesses in the world are two minting companies. And guess what country is they in? Israel. Africa. England and France. <laughs> they got the two oldest minting companies. And that, and that that's what I'm saying. Like they got old business. That we they this is what so who was the biggest colony colonizing industry? The Europeans. And France couldn't do the colonizers as best as they want because they kept fighting inside. And they kept having their own civil war. And that's what much. people so they couldn't control it. Europe said, we ain't gonna control people. We're gonna do business over there with the Americans. We're gonna revert all that slavery energy in Africa. And we ain't gonna slave them the old way. We're gonna slave them to business. We're gonna drain all their resources, every last inch of it, make them fight for their space to leave and sleep, let alone make money. Ain't nobody in Africa trying to make money because they can't even buy water, bruh. Like, nah, it's different. You want to hear something crazy based upon what he's talking about? Like, now we fast forward to the 19th century, right? And I go to school in Morristown, right? Because by the grace of God, uh, me going through public educational system here, right? As I told the story before, my teacher, everybody thinks my parents now. My vice principal, Theodore Hoover, put me in a little maximum, drove me up to Morristown. I was able to get a scholarship to go to a school. In no school, in that school, in younger grades, were the children of the congressman, right? Very interesting to me. Let me find out about this congressman. His name's Rodney P. Freelancer. Until he was just taken out by Congress Congresswoman Mikey Sherrill, he was a long-standing congressman of Morris County. When you look at what his family has founded, right? He's a congressman at Morristown, right? And it, and I literally heard this out of one of his aides' mouth. The congressman has a love for Newark, but because it's not his district, he never steps in the toes of that congressman of that district, right? You understand why Congressman Freelandheisen has a love for Newark? Wasn't somebody a mayor here? Freelandheisen named after who? The mayor? Freelandheisen Avenue was named after his family. Yeah. yeah. They then went up. As a statue. They then went they then con continued to expand their territory all the way up to Morris County, where generations later, there's, who knows, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever, well, I'm sure that, I'm sure was that, a congressman, I'm right? Sure, I'm sure that 280 and 78 helped them get there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But you guys don't, you guys don't know. Let me tell you something else that they, that they own stock in or major investors before it became public utilities. JCPNL, which is the water company in Morris County, and PSE&G, which is the power company of New Jersey. So because they found it, so he's sitting there 
as a congressman for years, we're stocking this stuff. Like, come on. When we ever going to get a chance to get up like that? Listen, I just drove my children over here, in the, to your point, um, over here in the back of Elizabeth, over here, over there, um, like off right between 1 and 9 and going towards um, Dial Avenue. So I rolled them back there, and I was just showing. I said, look at all these trucks. Look all I said, these ain't Walmart and Big Home. I said, this is a family. Started with two trucks. Now look. Look at this. Because that's really what's going on, too. There's a lot of small businesses that's doing very well. That we don't give credit to. We don't even know they exist. Like, start with that. And then also, and this, and I'm just being real. They make sure they we don't know they exist either. Because... Yes. I, I like coming growing up in Elizabeth. I knew about all that back area. We never had none of them business owners or leaders coming to our schools or coming to do anything. So to your point, we never know. But on the same token, they ain't making themselves known. I'm saying it's time for us make ourselves known that we do business. I don't care if somebody look at this and oh man, he hating on me. Listen, where I came from, hate is what motivated my opportunities. Because at the end, I don't even know nothing but people pushing back against elevation. Oh, he's he, he opportunists. Oh, he's, you know, da da da. Like, I didn't do. I'm always going to push forward. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking our brothers and sisters to see the opportunity for them to push forward. Why a 16 year old got to start a business when he's 25 after he finished college? Why he can't start at 16? Why? Why he got to wait? And meanwhile, they ain't waiting. And that's what we. And meanwhile, they get to go to college for free. Or they get all backdoor opportunities to get into these colleges. And we've seen them. We've seen that what happened is on Netflix. Yeah, but that's what we're gonna do. That's why we're gonna try to get inside. That's why we're gonna do kids. That's why we're gonna do kids on course, right? Because what what I realized, and this is where I started perfecting my plan, right? I didn't I didn't understand how much God had control of it. But I promise you, I went into college to perfect my plan to be where I am at forty years old. I promise you, thirty nine going into forty. I went to college to figure that shit out. And let me holler at this. I went to Yardville and I treated it like college so I could figure, figure that, that shit out. out. I spent five years down in Garden State, you That's right. Figured it out. Got my GED, got That's college right. credits, came That's home, right. and made sure I was ready when I got home. That's like right. Everybody wanted to get home. No, I wanted to stay home. That's and right. That's why I learned business and energy That's right there. Right there. I didn't wait till I got home, so nope. I was able to go. I was able to practice, and then when it was time for like, the game, I was ready to play. But then talk about how much how much you had to go through to even get to the point where you are today. Oh no, nah, I couldn't even. I, first of all, I, I didn't even let people know I wasn't having any business aspirations because they wouldn't let certain doors open. Right. You know, they just looked out. Oh, nah, we could go for him, use him, boom, boom, and they didn't realize, man. Years of working two jobs, bro, no. like two and volunteering for, for the no. thing I actually now do. No, no, tell him, tell him. I can't even say this man worked two jobs. I'm surprised this nigga ain't Jamaican. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. Hey man. Yo, I've watched him work legit two full-time jobs, right? And still volunteer for every single thing that came up that was on his table and knock that out and balance the Yo, job. Shout, shout out and to then the, drive 2 hours home. Shout out to the New York to the Newark YMCA where I was working there full-time, <laughs> right? Like this is so real. I'm working, doing the parent thing. We're doing GOTV, get out the vote movement. Bro. I'm overseeing the registration um, energy. We got teams in this location, this location. But meanwhile, I'm at work. 
Man, technology is a beautiful thing, baby. <laughs> I'm coordinating everything through the phone. Boom, boom. I mean, the, the team at the YRC, like, I'm sure you know, you're at work, you're supposed to be using your phone. No doubt, no doubt, pardon me. <laughs> Going in the back, meeting up with, with shout out to my sister Flo, meeting up with her in the back, getting, getting stacks of registration votes so we could take them down to the All of Records and get them things in. Like, this was, like he said, man, I'm working both jobs, manipulating both jobs at the same time because at the end of the day, I not need stealing time. Not not stealing. I'm doing both of them. When I'm over there at the other thing, I'm doing their work. Doing their work. <laughs> so it's like, leave me alone. Let me just work. And no, but you get to dictate, I got to work this hour for you, this hour for you, when it's not working for me in the overall scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And I had a shout-out to my brother Victor Nicholson down there in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going to get the brother Victor up there. He's the CEO of the YOC, YOC down there in Charlotte. And that's why it's comfortable we're going to be doing work in Carolina because we got family down there already. Amen. So Amen. a brother like him, he told me, he said, Teresa, you're going to have to make a choice. Working with the youth, aiming to put that energy in them. Working with parents, aiming to put that energy in them. He's like, you don't have to make a choice. Nah, I'm going to do both things, man. He said, bro, you too, you're doing it too big. You're doing it too big. <laughs> 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 like, he had to sit me together. Like, nah, bro, like, you you over here, you the governor. You over here, you know, say, Mr. Fraser. And, and all the kids love you, so nah. You now look really where we are. And now look where we are. He was right. I quit he both. Was right. Quit both jobs. And went off and started my own thing. And look where we are. Like, yo, we, we, man, ain't nothing stopping us. You had to make a choice. Had to make a choice. So how about I had a choice to make? And, and. That's all I'm saying. But, but if you don't put the work in, right? Oh, yeah. And that's one of the things about being an entrepreneur. If you don't put the work in, you won't have any options. Right. I'm a firm believer in if you take one step, God will take two. Well, first of all, he already know the three steps you got to take. (laughs) He just asked you to take the first one. He got you. That's what I'm like. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, we told God to Yo, you hear what he just said? No, no. Say that again, please. Because he already know the three steps when, you need. When I say, I believe truly that when you take one step, God will take two. He already know all three steps you need. Right. He, he just want to see, waiting for you. <laughs> wow. It's already written. <laughs> It's waiting for you to make your choice. That's the only thing we. That's why I tell people we'll separate us from animals. We got the ability to choose. The choice. And mm-hmm. he gave us that ability. Because we could all just go to hell. Yeah. He said, no, nah, you know what? Nah, I, ain't gonna, I, I did the 40 days for you, nice, so I ain't going to do that to y'all, no. Give y'all the opportunity. Give you this covenant. Mm-hmm. Give you opportunity to choose. And that's the difference from us. Or we just be animals moving off of instincts and emotions. Because we do move off instinct and emotions when we don't choose. Right. But when our choices are limited because of knowledge, now we're being oppressed. Right. There's levels to this, man. And I'm not afraid to go ahead and say it because I had to go through it. I'm 45 years old and I was in diapers at two years old, man. My father never was there. My mother got busted, but she couldn't handle it in 1978. And they took me. And I was a born of the state. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong. Because he might not be here where he is today if she kept him. she It was too much. Let's be real about it. It was too much. Right. That's why business, that's why I said business. I started business at two. My business was to survive. My business was making from next house to the next house to the next house. Till finally, Patricia Frazier came and adopted me at, at, came and grabbed me at six. No foster kid getting taken at six, man. Six? Man, they get them at babies. Two, you lucky. Six years old, I was supposed to age out. And she came and got me, and that's what I'm saying. I only, and even then, it was a trial and tribulation. But always, I just knew to maneuver. 
I knew when to fight, when not to fight. I knew when to go left, when to go right. I knew when to be aggressive, when not to aggressive, because you have to survive. Mm-hmm. And now I realize business, that's all it is. It's that's just it. it's more it's more thorough because people straight be lying. Look you dead in your face and be lying. And lie. But in the streets, you could get punched up and duct tape it on them side. But <laughs> out here, you got to try to take somebody to court, but you ain't got no money. And you got to smile on their face and still keep it moving. Because they might say, be play nice to... in the sandbox? Play nice in the sandbox. Somebody kick sand in your eye, then what? Clean your eyes Then when I go up top, then they like, oh, why you hit him? But he all the sand in my eye. My eye's green, too. I can't do that. No, you crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> oh, Erratic my, black man. That's my end. Erratic black got me in. Right, right. But now yeah. we don't need permission, man. That's what we get. What's that in your we don't need the permission to share information. And part, listen, if if you, if you think that you know we you have a different opinion, different choice. If you have a some mutual um, opinion and choice, please come join us. Come shout us out. You can get with all day. He's setting up all bookings because we want to share the platform. We want to share the opportunity to not need permission to share your voice and your and your energy. Right. Ladies, feel free. This is not a man show. It's just two men who came together because the women have told us get together. You probably need to talk. You men need to talk. You need to figure some out. Because we damaged. We got some issues. But we also know we need you guys as the centerpiece of what we do in anything that we do. Because our, our, our black brothers and sisters coming together is what's going to get us to where we need to go. The red, the black, the green. <laughs> RBG, baby. <laughs> God bless. Good night. All right, man.